Welcome to the Kingdom Mastermind Podcast, a community for women who love God and want to thrive as joyful lifestyle entrepreneurs. Your adventure starts now. Here's your host, Ann McDonald. my life is the best of my life. The rest of your life is the best of your life. Kingdom Masterminder, there is something that the world needs that only you can bring. When we're in overwhelm, when we're in seasons of chaos, we actually are not tapped into the true heart of God. So let's say that again. The rest of my life is is the best of my life. The best of my life is the rest of my life. And everything I touch is supposed to be under my feet. In this week's episode, we are going to tackle part two of a series I did on overwhelm. How do we actually overcome overwhelm when we're in seasons of chaos? Whether it's seasons of personal chaos or corporate chaos, chaos is not how the kingdom of heaven is organized. I know what it's like when families are in chaos, businesses are in chaos. And here's the thing. God wants to empower us. He wants to empower us to learn how to put these things under our feet. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors, and then we're going to be back with this week's episode, which is part two of a training I did for our private Kingdom Mastermind Challenge group on overcoming overwhelm. The Kingdom Mastermind Free Challenge Group on Facebook is a place where you, as a female, kingdom-minded entrepreneur, can get access to free training at the head of every month. Last month, we tackled social media content calendar creation. This month, we're tackling email autoresponders. Kingdom woman, I want to encourage you. There is a place where you can actually step in, do some taste testing on some business trainings, and then make a powerful decision for yourself. Do I want to go further and engage more and purchase some of these products? Or do I just want to hang out, enjoy the fellowship, and wait until next month? I want to encourage you to join us over at Kingdom Mastermind Challenge Group over on Facebook for free. The URL is very simple. It's facebook.com slash groups slash KMM challenge group. We look forward to seeing you. You'll have to answer a couple of questions to make sure it's you, to make sure you really are a female. And we look forward to seeing you inside the private group. So how do we overcome perfectionism? Perfectionism is a hallmark of the spirit of pride. It's also a hallmark of the spirit of false humility, which I don't have time to unpack right now. We've all walked in it. There's no judgment. I come from the design industry. If it wasn't perfect, it didn't count. We didn't get paid. Okay. But there's God's way of doing it. And there's the enemy's way of doing it. And what we want to do is we want to get out of that second heaven swirl like I showed on the whiteboard, and we want to get back into the power grid that God has given us so that we can, according to the word of God, be perfect, even as the Lord is perfect, without getting off on the enemy's narrative of perfectionism, right? The thing that makes us perfect is the blood of Jesus, right? That's what makes us perfect. That's what cleanses us, not our absolute life-draining effort, okay? And one of the things that it, it just, it, it comes up over and over and over again is when we're in perfectionism, 
we actually don't believe that God's going to show up. It's kind of like, yeah, he's not really reliable. So I'm going to do all this myself. When I was young, I had this phrase, my do it myself. And when I went through deliverance, any of you guys done restoring the foundations, my husband and I did it for an entire week. And that was one of the things I had to break. I had to break my vow of my do it myself. So if any of you have ever felt that way, right, we actually have to say, mm, Jesus does it through us. And we don't have to get everything perfect for it to count. We don't have to do everything perfect in order for God to show up. Or in case God doesn't show up, we're actually going to overdo it so that it's perfect and we won't be known or seen or heard. A lot of times perfectionism is a mask for being known. If everything looks perfect, right, then nobody's going to see what's really behind the mask, right? It's like the Wizard of Oz. Nobody's going to see, nobody's going to know, and I'll be safe. I can hide. But God doesn't need us to hide because he loves us, right? He thinks we're awesome and God is not ashamed of us. So when we're in perfectionism, oftentimes we're pretty sure God's not going to show up. We're often dealing with shame and we pretty much don't really want to be known because we might be afraid there's nothing behind the curtain. There's nothing back there. If you got to know me, there wouldn't really be anything there. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. So how do we tackle it? We reset our belief. And here's the kicker. Resetting our belief is really risky. It's really risky. But we have to do it. It's actually called faith. And when we reset our belief, our belief in God, and we behave from the belief that God is actually good, he is going to show up, and we are already approved, things are going to look different. And when, we, when that comes up against our perfectionist streaks, it's like, no, I can't manage that, and I can't do that, and I won't do that, and I can't go there. I can't go there. Because what's going to happen if they see the real me? What's actually going to happen? So here's the kicker. God sees the real you and he believes in you and he knows it's all possible. And he's not ashamed. And in fact, he wants to put you on display as the real you. He bought the rights to your story. Jesus bought the rights to your movie story, to your book, to your life. When he died on the cross, he looked at it and he's like, yep, yeah, I can handle that. I got that. Not a problem. And by the way, not only can I handle that, but I like her. I love her and I'm proud of her. And I don't care if her voice wavers. I don't care if she lisps. I don't, I don't care about that. I like her. And God is the one who has your back. He's your rampart and your shield. And so we don't have to go back into this, this false hedge of protection of perfectionism. What we have to do is we have to actually say, I see you. And we get overwhelmed because we're trying to manage everything ourselves. And what do we have to do? We actually have to set it down 
and reset what we actually believe about God. So what do you actually need to believe about God in order to drop perfectionism? Write it in the chat. What do you need to believe about God in order to drop perfectionism? I'll share one from my own life. I had to believe that I would get design clients when my house wasn't perfect. I had to be willing. If I shared with you how hard it was, how hard I worked to get the background of a certain area of my home just right so that I could go on camera so that I could do a training in a, in a design group. You'd be, it would, it would be like six hours of, I can't do this. I can't do this. This isn't right. That isn't right. I tried to get everything perfect. And I actually was so exhausted from the overwhelm. I was just like, screw it. Pardon my French. I'm going to go on and it'll be what it'll be. And do you know what happened? When I let go of the perfectionist piece, I got more clients. More designers reached out for consultations and one-on-one -on -one coaching than before when I tried everything to be perfect. What do you have to believe and trust God with in order to let that lie of the enemy go? Okay. So what's required to do it? You have to take risk. Sometimes perfectionists need to stop exercising, right? <laughs> Sometimes perfectionists need to start working. Sometimes perfectionists spend all their time getting organized and none of their time doing any actual work, creating any actual transactions. I see this a lot in business coaching. Perfectionists will spend five months, five years, getting everything just right. And I'm like, well, we don't know what's going to sell until we actually sell it. Okay. And so it looks like risk because that feels really, really vulnerable. Yeah. Dawn, she'll get clients who don't know her. Absolutely. You will get clients who don't know you because God, you've given the outcome to God and you've trusted him with the process. We have to take risk. If you're unhappy, you need to take more risk. If you're angry, you need to take more risk because you're designed by, for, by God for risk. And here's the thing. Perfectionism, I have this saying in my design business, perfectionism is the death of a great room because there are no people allowed in it. It's like a, a flat, dead room. But perfectionism is also the death of a great life. Why? Because we're freezing something in time instead of, instead of letting it be living and breathing. Can you imagine if Jesus came to the earth and he's like, nope, nobody touched me. Nope, John, you can't lean your head against and feel my heartbeat. Nope, can't eat with me, can't hang out with me. No, that's not who God is. And that's not who God wants us to be. God wants us to be living and breathing and in process and understand that he is our rampart and our shield, that he is our rear guard.
Okay. So how do we reset our belief? Resetting belief sounds really easy, but it's really risky. It's also really powerful. We can't reset our belief until we actually hand the outcome to God. Okay. It's kind of like, oh yeah, you can drive my car, but I'm not going to give you the keys. Okay. It's like, well, you know, I can't just mind control the car yet. So the first thing is in order to give God permission, we got to give him the keys. We got to give him the outcome. All right. We're going to give him permission to deal with the outcome. We're going to steward everything we can. And then we're going to step into resetting our belief. And this is all designed to get us out of that overwhelmed swirl. Why? Because the overwhelmed swirl is just the enemy's perversion of your natural God-given design as a woman of God in 2020. You are resilient. You're capable you show up, you can handle it. But what happens is because you're so well designed by God, the enemy can pervert that really easily. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go back. We're going to get eye to eye with Jesus. We're going to trust him with the outcome. And then we're going to trust him with belief. We're going to reset what we believe about God. First, we hand over that outcome Then while we are still stewarding and working, we allow God to speak into that place where we believe he might not show up and we give him permission to be our rear guard, our rampart and our shield. And we give him permission to the rights of our story. Imperfect backdrops and all. We have to take God at his word because that's called faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we always know what the outcome is going to be and we always know how to get there, we don't need faith. I don't need faith to go to my local Safeway and buy milk and eggs because we live in a super small town and we have a super well-stocked Safeway. I do not need any faith to do that. Okay. I'm not worried that they're not going to be stocked. I think we got 260 people in the whole town. It's a vacation town normally, right? And our grocery stores are stocked. It doesn't take faith for me to do that. But if I'm going to step out in belief and deal with that overwhelm piece, what do I have to believe God for with respect to the political situation, the health situation, my business, my relationships? Now it starts to get a little risky, right? And if we want the design that God made us as resilient, powerful, unshakable, in this time, we're going to have to learn how to reset our belief. We're going to actually have to choose God in the storm when it doesn't feel true. We're going to have to eyeball, eyeball to Jesus and say, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I trust you may not feel true. It may not look true, but I trust you because your word works. We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back with this week's episode. 
Next Level Experience is a three-day intensive that gives you a paradigm shift on your life experiences. It's not for snowflakes. It is all about the Holy Spirit and taking your life to the next level. It is for those whose life is basically working, but may be stuck and want much more. Stacy and Michael McIntyre facilitate the three-day event, which does not require any money up front. At the end of your Next Level experience, you choose to donate without obligation whatever you feel it was worth. Check out their website for more information on upcoming Next Level experiences at www.themichaelmcintyre.com. Again, that's www.themichaelmcintyre.com. So how do you reset your belief? You have to take risk. You can't do it anywhere. You can't do it anywhere else or any, any other way. Let me re-say that. You have to take risk because you behave from belief. And if our behavior never changes, our belief hasn't changed. So if we want to change our behavior, we have to change our belief, which means we actually have to take risk. For some, like I said, it means stopping. For some, it means starting. For some, it means showing up without a perfect video backdrop. For some, it means showing your house on video. For some, it means having a friend over when the house isn't perfectly clean. For some, it means actually putting a product out to see if somebody's going to buy it or not. And when nobody buys it, you're still not going to die. But you now know what nobody wants. And that's information and we can work with it. Okay. We can work with a moving car. We can't work with a frozen car. So in order to reset belief, we have to take risk and we have to take God at his word. So the entrance gates to overwhelm, we're going to shut. We're going to shut the entrance gate to performance because Jesus, we're accepted in the beloved. Jesus says, you are accepted. You don't need to perform. We choose to reset the outcome. The outcome is up to God. The results are up to God. Jesus dead, dead on dead, like dead, dead, not mostly dead. Like princess bride movie, dead, dead, right? He had to trust God and Holy spirit with the outcome. Otherwise he was completely screwed for all of eternity. Right. And so were we, so we have a model of what it looks like. And while we're trusting God with the outcome, we have to ask. We have to ask. Just like when you're training on sales, you have to ask for the sale. When you're trained, if you're going to get married, you, somebody's got to ask. Either you're asking the guy or the guy's asking you. Somebody's got to actually ask. Well, in the same way, we've got to ask God for help. And then we have to take him at his word, even when it doesn't feel true. How do we close that gate on perfectionism? We have to choose to reset our belief in God showing up while it does not feel true. God will show up and defend you when your backdrop on your Zoom video is ugly. I mean, I know that sounds silly, but what holds us up from showing up? Put in the chat, what's the silliest thing that's held you up from showing up? What's one of the silliest things? For me, it was a backdrop. 2013, I'm asked to train 
people in these different design groups train other designers. And I'm like freaking out six hours trying to get a backdrop right. Are you kidding me? What are some of the silly little things that when we call them out in the, in the day, <laughs> Susan, I didn't like my voice, Toby, imposter syndrome. Nope. Yep. And Jesus says, you are enough, right? It's <laughs> Zenobia. It's a backdrop on her camera, right? Judy Peterson, her hair. Judy has gorgeous hair, right? Fear of authenticity and voice. Marsha, you have a beautiful voice and you are incredibly authentic. Your authenticity brings breakthrough. Jennifer, wait, my hair, Nicole. Double chin, yep. Uh, check, I got all those, right? <laughs> I mean, how small are these things in the hands of the Lord? Think, I mean, and when we think about, you know, God says, come to me like, like little children, right? We would never say to a little, to a child that double chin is ugly. We're like, oh my gosh, that's the cutest thing in the world, <laughs> right? Well, in the same way, the Lord is looking at us saying, come on, I gotcha. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be your rampart and your shield. And let's do this. So. Overwhelm keeps us out of the game. Overwhelm keeps us out of the game. You ever seen a tumbleweed? I'm from West. I was born in Western Kansas. You ever seen a tumbleweed? It, it, it goes wherever the wind blows it. Well, when we're in that spin cycle of overwhelm, we get blown wherever the enemy wants to blow us. And that's not what Jesus paid for. Jesus paid for us to be on adventure with him. And perfectionism, we like it frozen. We're like, okay, still shot. Nobody move, <laughs> right? Okay, take the Instagram picture right now before anybody eats, okay? But God likes adventure. God likes process. And this is where God shows up as the editor. We hand him the outcome. We choose belief, and then it gives him space to start multiplying stuff. It gives him space to bring people into our vortex because he knows we can be trusted because we don't think it's about us. We know it's about him. And every single person on this call, every single one, God wants to show up for. He wants to promote. He wants to prosper. He wants to build. He wants to multiply. And 20 years from now, are we going to be happy or not so happy because we got hung up on our hair or our double chin or our clothes or our backdrop, right? Because it's in the going, it's in the doing that all of those things get refined. And let me tell you something, anybody touches the anointed of the Lord, they're way more screwed than you are. So just remember that, that the Lord will protect you. He says himself, touch not the Lord's anointed. And that anointing happens, you step out, it's there. Okay. So I want to encourage you, hand God the outcome. So we're just going to do a simple exercise before we go into the next section, because I want to make sure that every single person has handed God the outcome 
to the best of your ability and that you've given him permission to reset your belief in him so that you can actually take some risk. Because if we don't take risk, tomorrow's going to look just like today. And next year's going to look just like this year. And nothing's going to be different. And that's not what Jesus paid for. Jesus paid for tomorrow to look different from today. Okay. So what is it that you need to hand the Lord from a place of performance? Just hand it to him. And don't take it back. Right. And no, no cross pinkies, you know, behind your back, just hand it to him. And then what belief do you need to give God permission to reset? So anyone who said hair, I want you to start saying, I have spectacular hair. I have spectacular hair. I have an abundant chin. I do. I got an abundant chin, (laughs) right? We're going to start seeing ourselves the way that Jesus sees us with absolute delight. Because there's somebody out there who needs what you carry and they need it now and they can't get out of overwhelm and they need to hear the sound of your voice, engage in your product, engage in your vocational ministry, and they're waiting for you to show up in their feed. We're going to execute our decisions to do this, to reset from a place of blood-bought power. We don't have to muster it. We just have to receive it. Okay. Before we go on, I want to ask you this question. Has this given you hope? The next time you see that political overwhelm, the health overwhelm, the financial overwhelm. I want you to think of the gift that God has given to you this Christmas. He's already given you Jesus who has conquered performance and perfectionism. And what Jesus wants to do is to take your natural design, the design that God gave to you as a woman, And he wants it to be used for his glory to set other people free. So what kind of life season is this going to be? Overwhelm doesn't get to have a louder voice than God. And sometimes we just need to talk about it together. We just need to say, hey, I'm stuck. I can't get out of this thing. My mind is going a thousand miles a minute and I just need somebody to remind me the outcome's God's, right? It's it's God's job. The the results are up to God, right? And you're like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah. Let's take him at his word. Let's ask him for some help. And then when you're stuck in that place where you're like, I can't go on because my hair isn't right. I can't go on because my product isn't perfect. I can't put that out yet. And it's like, "Mm -mm -mm, mm-mm, 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 nope. We're going to reset that belief and we're going to take some risk. And we're going to let God be the one who gets the glory. And we're going to show up because somebody out there needs our help. 
So what kind of life season is this going to be for you? All right. Hope and healing. So before I go into sharing Kingdom Mastermind program, I want to ask you guys a question. I want you to share with me in the chat at least one or two ahas that you've gotten that you can pass on to someone else. What can you pass on to a friend who's overwhelmed, who's under it with fear over what's going on in the world right now? I want you to think about how you can articulate something, a, even a small aha. It could be something as simple as a graphic, a social media graphic, right? What do you have? What did you glean? What did you remember? Maybe you already knew it, but you were just like, oh, I know that, Anne. I know that. I just needed a reminder. What can you share with somebody else? Share with your audience, share with a friend, share with your family that will bless them. Not a pontificating teaching moment, but just a blessing. Like, hey, God's not overwhelmed. And we don't need to be either. The enemy's overwhelmed. The enemy's on a budget. The enemy's freaking out. Audacious faith to ask. I like that, Susan. Just put something in the chat because I don't want you to lose this moment because overwhelm is something that the world is struggling with. And overwhelm is something that the enemy wants to use to take us out. Zenobia, you have the what, God has the how. Don't worry about it. Yep, you are enough already. You are approved. Take the risk because there's someone that needs what you have. Choosing to trust God with the outcome. I'm active, but he's got it. The battle really is his. Toby, break it into manageable pieces. Yes, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Jesus paid for my story, right? The results are on God, not on you. We don't have to carry the weight and be perfect because Jesus' blood paid the price. And God, God is the one. He's, he's the, he wants to be God, right? He wants, he's good at being God, right? And if you get stuck in it, just remember, can you imagine, just take that picture. Can you imagine Jesus trying to help God raise him as a dead man? Like, no. <laughs> okay. To get, get to a place where you're remembering the humor in all of this. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today on the podcast. One of the things I was looking to do in this series on business basics, which we're going to keep continuing on, especially over the next couple of weeks, was to encourage you. If you are feeling the swirl, if you are feeling completely overwhelmed, I want to release God's grace for you in this season. It is possible to reset our belief. It is possible to reset our faith, to really, truly let God be the one in charge of the result, to really, truly choose to believe God at his word, even when and especially if it doesn't feel true or look true. I've been at this a long time, Kingdom Masterminder. I've been through seasons of personal chaos, business chaos, corporate chaos. In each one, God gave me an opportunity for new levels of authority and belief. We know that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But how do we get that faith? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. 
So today, as we wrap up this special episode, the special part two on overwhelm, I want to encourage you, don't give up on God and don't give up on yourself. There is power in the word of the Lord. There is power in wisdom and revelation knowledge. So I want to encourage you today. Let me speak this over you, that the rest of your life is the best of your life. The best of your life is the rest of your life. And everything you touch, God has ordained that you would have authority over because he made you to bring heaven to earth. Make sure to check out those show notes at www.kingdommastermind.net. And I want to invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Kingdom Mastermind podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere awesome podcasts are found. Until next week, choose joy. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share. If you'd like more material and have a desire to stay connected, please reach out to Anne at www.kingdommastermind.net. Make sure and join us next week for more on our Business Basics series. We're going to be starting to tackle what does it look like to make a business plan, especially in this environment. I also want to encourage you, don't forget to join our free KMM Challenge Group on Facebook. It's a place where every month, kingdom women like you gather for five days of free training. And then if you enjoy the free training and you want to go deeper, you'll have an opportunity to apply for our Kingdom Mastermind program and or enjoy our monthly challenge videos and workshops for a paid fee. We want to encourage you. I know that you have something the world needs. Let's get to work, receive the blessing, and show the world what the Kingdom of Heaven is really like. Blessings, and we'll see you next week.